2: WRKS Pickens Jackson. This is live from the Whiskey61
0: Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. We're back. It's the Out of Bound Show with Bobound. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. What is that say? The
3: Zone.
2: Alright, we're uh we're broadcasting live from uh an undisclosed location, Mississippi Gulf Coast. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Hope you're doing well. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. Thanks for making us your uh, crazy sports and entertainment show of choice in the great state of Mississippi. And uh, you can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call in line, 601 995 Twitter, Twitter twitter man twitter went nuts over my Andy kennedy stuff earlier uh follow us on twitter at Bow bounds love to see you and uh hang out there and then uh what was mississippi ag is now ag up equipment text line 601-885-3776 you know this time of year reminds me i've been on the coast for what feels like two weeks um but for two days and um so I I'm obviously walking around sports books and I you know Bo has a beautiful one and these other casinos have uh some kind of sports books some better than others Obviously we're affiliated with a really cool one and the Golden Moon Casino invested from the jump when the Supreme Court ruled on sports betting Um but this time of year reminds me of March Madness which then reminds me of crawfish and and mudbugs um, but it's going to be a great, great couple of weeks, few weeks. Um, kind of takes you in. We'll, we'll have the conference tournament. Some of you will watch it. Some of you won't. I get it. Uh, it'll be background music. But if you see a good game, last ten minutes, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, whatever, um, you know, you'll lock in. Uh, sometimes maybe it's just the last few minutes of the game, and you'll get you'll get into that game. And then a lot of you will fill out a bracket. May wager on some games for for March Madness. We'll have uh, selection Sunday, this Sunday. And Ole Miss has already been bounced, and, and they had a rough season. Mississippi State, you know, will probably, their season will end today or tomorrow. They play today at five against South Carolina. Um, I think we'll have a coaching search sooner than later in Well for the men's job. Uh, obviously the women's job search has been going on for a while and um, but yeah this time of year is great. I mean even if you're not a huge hoops fan, a lot of you are going to consume some of the first weekend, which is balkers Insanity um, some of the sweet 16 weekend. And then, of course, some of the Final Four weekend. Um, we're planning on going to the Final Four in New Orleans. Excited about that. And um, and then, of course, uh, Blake and I will go out, go out to Las Vegas for, for the NFL draft. I've never been to the NFL draft. Um, checked a lot of boxes. The NFL draft is not one. Not sure that ten years ago I ever thought that I would go to a draft. Uh, I was somewhat interested, you know. I mean – just kind of dabble in it a little bit my how things have changed the last 10 years and then the last three or four um just continuing the nfl has done such a great job delivering us free agency which is now um and all the moving parts and transactions that we all like because that's the way our mind works and then and then the NFL draft, and the fact that this year we'll have Charles Cross from MSU and Matt Corral from Ole Miss go in the first round. If Corral goes to the Saints, pandemonium. If he goes to the Giants, a little bit of pandemonium because of Eli and Charlie Connerly. Um Who knows? And and maybe the Cowboys get it right at the twenty fourth pick. Uh, as much as I was giving. Steven Jones and Jerry Jones, a hard time. They have nailed the, uh, the last two picks, um, with Micah Parsons, uh, was a great player for the Cowboys this past year and, uh, edge rusher, linebacker, whatever you want to call him and CD lamb, uh, they actually did what they needed to do when he fell to them two years ago. So I, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit, um, I'll be videoing Blake at the, uh, NFL draft uh, when the Cowboys pick because he may be one of those fans like the Jets fans every year where he's just totally disappointed but uh, or he may be happy we'll see maybe one of the Ohio State receivers falls to 24 and Dak can throw to um, one of those dudes
3: if you had to wear so you mentioned the Jets fans which makes me think every time you see the NFL draft what do they show you they show you like Fans in backwards hats with jerseys on holding like thirty five dollar beers screaming. Right. And so my question to you is this. That'll since, be us. Since you're going to the draft, I know, since you're going to the draft, if you if you're only gonna wear one jersey to the NFL draft bow bounds, what jersey are you gonna wear?
2: Well, you know, I'd wear Dak. Oh, now if I'm not gonna wear Dak. No,
3: I didn't wear sure.
2: Well, yeah, I mean I I would wear number four, Dak Prescott, but if I didn't wear that, I would wear Aaron Rodgers.
3: Oh, you wouldn't go, Drew Brees. No, and here's why. Nine?
2: What Aaron Rodgers did uh, to all the snowflakes over the <laughs> over over the the vaccine, and just you know, because there's there's no stones in the entertainment acting actors, you know, and all the nonsense that they throw out on us, and blah blah blah, and all the lecturing from you know down to us, uh, just the fact that Aaron. Whichever side you're on, the fact that Aaron just said, "No, I'm," this is what I, this is what I think, and we need to have more conversations. It's not just cut and dry, uh, and it was, it never was, and still isn't today, and it won't be ten years. There's, there's no such thing, and uh, I just love that about him. And the, and is is aloof, and maybe he's got some diva in him, and whatever you could want to say about him. The bottom line is, he's a great player. And he just basically thumbed his nose at, you know, mainstream media and the elites on the East and West Coast just threw an absolute fit over over Aaron and COVID. And I just thought it was beautiful uh, just because he had the stones to say, no, I'm not going to go with, you know, what everybody else is or, or what I'm supposed to go with since I'm a famous Entertainer, so I would either go Dak or Aaron Rodgers. Now, who else would be on the board? I love Russell Wilson. Good grief! And now that he's with Denver, I just think that's so cool. So I could, uh, I could get into Russell. What
3: number is he? Is he three? Isn't Russell three? three. That's what I thought. Yeah, I
2: I could get into Denver Broncos jersey. Three is
3: a weird QB number to me.
2: That is a weird QB number. Now that you, I don't know why four is not weird with Dak and three is with Russell, but.
3: Who's the most just... Who's the most famous three? Because, like, four, you automatically go Favre. Right. I think. Right. I think that's what most people would go. Three. Three, I don't know. That's an interesting one. Like, 18, Peyton, 12, Tom. You think about all those.
2: 16, Montana. Yeah.
3: I don't know, man. That's, oh, that's interesting. That's a great
2: one, Blake.
3: I don't uh, know if there's another three. Seven is Vic. I always think of Mike Vic. Oh, See, yeah. See, to me, like, seven is such a, like, sleek sexy quarterback number for, like, if you're an athlete, you know, you it wear is number cool. seven. Did yeah.
2: Lamar wear seven?
3: I think that's right. i have to go yeah. back and look. I don't – Okay, it's hard to keep them all track, Yeah, you know. Um, Interesting. Nine
2: looked good with Breeze. Uh, yeah,
3: nine's a good number. I mean, there's been other guys who've worn nine, too. Yeah. So that's not a bad – I mean, Tony Romo.
2: Matt Ryan wears two, and I think that's weird.
3: Yeah, Jalen Hurts wears two.
2: Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan – Yeah. His his career's weird. It's uh He's had an
3: amazing statistical career.
2: No question. No question.
3: It's like if uh Matthew Stafford never got out of Detroit except yeah. slightly Matthew
2: better. Matthew wears number nine. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you a single digit guy for your quarterback or a double digit?
3: Ooh, it depends on the style of play. If I'm an athlete, I got I'm probably going single digits. If I've okay. got a, a Manning esque guy, I'm going double digits probably.
2: Yeah. No, and Eli was 10.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. All right. I mean, John Rice Plumley. but anyway. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we're going to have some Tiger Woods audio coming up next. It's really good. The um, show is brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck and Chris Corley with Angel Oak Home Loans. Rick's Pro Truck and Chris Corley with Angel Oak Home Loans, mortgage lender. You're listening out of bounds. Tiger Woods audio coming up next. Welcome in, out of bounds. ESPN one hundred and five nine. The zone. We've got some Tiger Woods audio coming up here in just a second. It's great. Kind of tied into sports betting. It's really funny. Uh, his Hall of Fame World World Golf Hall of Fame uh, speech was excellent. His daughter, his daughter, fourteen years old, did a just an amazing job introducing him. Wow, is she impressive? And um, what a story. What a story. Tiger was introduced to us in in about 96, 97, and what a run. Even knocks down the Masters a couple of years ago. Um, we've got Mississippi State, before I had to go to this audio, Mississippi State, South Carolina, 5 o'clock today. Most people believe as soon as Mississippi State loses, MSU and Howland will part, mutually part ways, or I think they hope. Um Howlin's had a good run and uh not quite enough, but but a good run. Uh definitely competitive program, rebuilt it. Um had a huge rebuild on his hands, but did some good things, no question. And uh now they need they need a little pop. You know, they need some energy. And I think Kermit Davis Junior will get another year. I don't think Old Miss fans care. I don't think they'll care next year. Uh, they're winning in football. They love Lane Train, and Mike Bianco has uh, a top three baseball team. So I think that all bodes well, really. For uh, and, and they landed Jackson Dart. I mean, all those things work in favor of Kermit Davis Jr. Because for Ole Miss, it's their fourth favorite sport. Maybe uh, football one, football recruiting two, baseball three, and uh, and 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 basketball. Uh, uh, basketball four um i will give a shout out to coach yo and the old miss women's team who uh is going to the ncaa tournament she has done a hell of a job and i also want to give a shout out to alcorn state for winning um the SWAC regular season championship uh dave whitney would be proud um great coach great coach uh down at alcorn i remember as a kid uh my dad telling me about dave whitney and uh and he just had a marvelous run in Lorman. All right, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. This is some fantastic audio of Tiger Woods at his uh, World Golf Hall of Fame uh, speech induction ceremony. My mom,
1: during those tournament days, was so supportive and so great, she would give me 75 cents. So the 75 cents will allow me to buy a hot dog and then... 25 cents would be used to use the payphone to call her to come pick to pick me up and if the payphone swallowed it I had a backup. Well that backup then turned into putting contest, which I ended up pocketing a few more quarters Which led into skins games Which led into dad's finding out why? Okay, how did you get more quarters? Then he's saying okay, well you can't putt for quarters fine done. I don't putt for any more quarters. I come home a week later, I got a pocket full of dollars. (laughs) I told you not to putt for quarters. I didn't, okay? No more putting for money. Done. Next week, come home with a pocket full of dollars. He says, I thought I told you never to putt for money again. I didn't. I went out and played skins. (laughs) So that was my introduction at about age eight to about ten.
2: H- introduction uh, at about age eight into uh, betting on the golf course and and working uh, older men, uh, which is great, great story. Uh, I mean, just wearing people out. Uh, that was pretty good, Blake. So he he was sent to the golf. This is incredible because it's not that long ago. Uh. Well. Anyway. I guess it is. I guess I guess he's referencing. He's a couple years younger than me, so he's referencing about eighty-three on the golf course. But his mom was able to send him with seventy-five cents. He could get a hot dog. Call her to pick him up. Had a backup. That still doesn't um,
3: seem realistic. I know. I know it is in the eighties, but like that doesn't seem like it should be that cheap. No,
2: <laughs> but I, look, man, uh, I, I grew up in Bellhaven, and and the thing to do was to go down to Parkins Pharmacy and. Sit at the uh, counter and order lunch, and uh, and I think I could get lunch for two bucks. Um, you can't get a, you can't get a Pepsi, or an unsweet or a sweet tea, or you know a Coke for uh for two bucks now. So yeah, it's it is extraordinary to think about. Uh, now, so he 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 starts to win money in pu- putting contests, and. I can't imagine how many of those he won, and then all he gets into skins games, and he's taking dollars from from guys. That that is so good, um, and then he becomes the greatest golfer of all time. But uh, yeah, and I, it was the it was the Arnold Palmer dinner, Blake, that he had at Stanford, where the NCAA ruled him ineligible. It's how stupid they are. I mean just asinine, you know, uh, incompetence. But he he eats dinner with Arnold Palmer. It, you know, it's totally innocent. And, and then they rule him ineligible and he says the hell with this, I'm I'm going pro. He was actually gonna stay at Stanford a little while longer. That is hard to fathom. I mean, it really is.
3: Again, if he if he's twenty years older, or I mean, twenty years younger than he is, then he doesn't even get to Stanford, in my opinion.
2: No, I'm with you because Spieth only stayed at Texas. Jordan Spieth, I think, was at Texas for eighteen months. I think Tiger had had passed that eight. I think he was about two years into Stanford, but maybe not. Anyway,
3: it's pretty crazy to think, too, that he started living his life. Remember that video of him hitting a hole in one at like eight years old or whatever? And he went on. Was it? uh, Oh, gosh. What was the Johnny Carson? I think he's on Carson with his dad or whatever as like an eight year old who hit a hole in one or something like that. Like he basically lived his life in the public eye from that point forward, which is somewhat crazy to think about, because I don't think we think of Tiger as much of. Like, as being that public figure, like we do other athletes in other sports, right? But Tiger literally grew up in front of America. Well,
2: again, it's hard for people your age to wrap your brain around how big Carson was because we only had a few channels. Uh, you're right. I mean, Johnny Carson was bigger than bigger than bigger than big uh, as a mega, mega, mega star. And it's hard to, fa- it's hard to really wrap your brain around that now because tonight's shows are really driven by cut-up YouTube videos um not sitting down and watching that um yeah for him to to make that appearance and then and for his parents to take out a second mortgage so that he could go and on the junior golf tour i guess in california and start to really play in big tournaments against big competition get get better feed the soul feed the beast And then end up at Stanford is just a remarkable story. And of course, he signs with Nike and Titleist, and pays off the second mortgage that his parents took out at 14 years old, so that they could go on the junior golf tour. It's all just—it's great, is what it is. It is the American success story. It is you know persevering, and and eventually uh, getting to. Level, whatever level that is for you in your life. But that that's just, wow, wow, wow. All right, um, we've got the SEC insider hit coming up next. I tell you what, I think Two told me that he ranked all the coaches in the SEC, all 11 coaches, right, head coach and 10 assistants. Ole Miss came in fifth as far as coaching and recruiting. Mississippi State's guys came in 10th. Bartu's not high on Arnett. uh, Or or maybe as high on Arnett as some people, you know, once were. Interesting, though, that he's doing that. Uh, The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Kinetic Staffing. Load up your roster with talent. Kineticstaffing.com. Executive search firm. Kineticstaffing.com. Alan Lang and the crew will load up your bench with talent at kineticstaffing.com. Back to a second. It's only a kick. A jump. A
0: block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle.
3: A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom Heated Wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Nomatech Compression Boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and HyperVolt Massage Guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself.
2: Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor Podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, Dave Bartu will join us in a few minutes. Uh, he's here's where Bartoo is now. And you're listening to the Out of Bounds show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Follow us on Twitter at Bo Bounds. Um, Bartu is now ranking coaches, wide receiver, linebacker, safety corner. He's helping schools. He's helping head coaches fill out their roster. We know this. For years, coaches haven't. haven't the overwhelming majority of coaches don't know to, how to hire a staff. Right? Look at Joe Moorhead. Um, doesn't mean that they don't know football. That That's not what we're saying. It uh, doesn't mean that they don't know whatever side of the ball they've specialized in for usually decades. Uh, they more they know more than Blake and I you about football. But hiring, identifying what you need in, in every slot, spot. And now we have ten assistant coaches. So, Bartu and his crew, through their – analytics, little brain power station, they're ranking all 11. So what do I mean by that? Well, that's the head coach and the 10 assistants. Now, he may have upgraded. When we were talking three days ago, he had Ole Miss with the the fifth best staff in the SEC. So that's Lane Train and 10 assistants. He had Mississippi State at, I think, number 10. Now we're going to get these numbers here in a minute with Leach and his assistants. So, um, and look, you know, there were a lot of questions on whether Lane had grown up, matured, evolved. Uh, you know, did did the Alabama time and Florida Atlantic time? What Was it really there for him to take it to another level? So far, today, uh, Lane's done a magnificent job at Ole Miss. Now, I understand he walked into a better situation, better quarterback, junior, senior laden team, all that, but he took advantage of it and his staff did what they needed to do. And they may not have punched all the right buttons, but, I mean, when you go 10-3 and in this state, that's unbelievable. And then he comes back where people think he's kind of aloof and not interested in recruiting. Well, he's got just enough people around him to where, on paper, they they signed the number one transfer portal class. But more importantly, they got Jackson Dart. And I don't know if you can – you know, I don't know what – how much is too much and too little with the portal? Uh, we'll see. But it looks like Lane's mate and, and there seems to be someone in-house that is doing a really, really good job for Lane. And um, I don't know if it's Austin Thomas. I guess if I had to bet it's Austin Thomas. He's the football chief of staff for Lane Train. And a lot of times it's that guy now. We didn't even have that role, you know, for years. And now we have it. The question is, do you have an excellent chief of staff who understands analytics and, and you know, who needs to be here and there and so on on, on your staff and on the team and whatever? There are strong rumors that when Lane made a hire recently, he didn't even talk to the guy. It's pretty remarkable. And, and kudos to Lane. Lane's found someone, Austin Thomas or someone in the house that knows what they need. Uh there was a strong rumor when Lane uh hired the special teams coach that Lane didn't even talk to him. And you don't ha- hey, if Lane can delegate, I mean you knew that he he really scoffed and 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 Uh, wasn't on board with the total micromanaging scene in Alabama. uh, At Alabama, when he was there. Uh, Not that you can really question Nick Saban. I I know that he recognizes that Saban's great, but I think maybe he thought some of the meetings and things were overboard, overkill, whatever. But uh, give Lane credit. And, you know, Bartu seems to think... Bartu seems to think that it's not going to be Chris Partridge um, calling the plays, that it's going to be Maurice Crum. And so while we talked about Partridge getting promoted from within once DJ Durkin went to A&M, uh, we'll see. I mean, they're both co-coordinators. I don't know for sure if it's going to be Crum or Partridge. But it was interesting, and, and Bartu's with us, but Bartu and I had a conversation a few days ago and he was like, Bo, there is someone in-house, whether it's Austin Thomas, who's the chief of staff, or someone else, who is identifying some of the right people for Lane, because Lane's not real interested in going out and doing, you know, interviewing someone for four hours, which is fine. Hey, if you can hire good people around you who can identify and understand what you need, more power to you. So we welcome in Dave two at CFB Matrix on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. You're listening out of bounds, brought to you by the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. All right, Bartu. Thanks so much, buddy, for for coming on, and, uh, and and talking about this. So you're you're now you and your team mm-hmm. are are now ranking staffs, the head coach and the ten assistants, and yeah, and y'all are doing it this through their their coaching ability and recruiting ability and so on, uh, or you know talent, and, and it looks like Lane has has done a good job. I think you told me that Ole Miss ranks fifth right now in the SEC. If you take those eleven headsets, is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, the the eleven headsets. Now, just the just for your listeners, real quick reset on what we've done. It took us seven years. Okay, uh, we have over twenty thousand individual annual headset reports. So each unit coach gets a different review, and then and then you compile their entire career, and that's how you get a grade so our our grade book has almost 6000 coaches in it okay and these are career grades and we're not no recruiting okay that's a that's 20,000 separate other reports all together when we're talking about this folks we're talking about on field results not draft results not recruiting results results on the field so back to your 11 head Bo, um 1 through 11 we do have mississippi graded straight coaching we have mississippi graded 5th uh, in the SEC right now,
2: that tells me that Lane and and somebody in house is doing a damn good job, Bartu, at identifying what they need at that particular, you know, with that particular unit, right?
0: Yes, yeah, across the board. Uh, now, it doesn't hurt that Lane is a very highly rated offensive coordinator. All by himself. You gotta remember, cause, so, cause Lane has two headsets, right? He's got the head coach headset and he's got the offensive coordinator headset. Okay. Two totally different jobs. All right. Uh, in how we evaluate them, but I think the most interesting thing with Ole Miss is on the back end, what we call the support headsets. You got your offensive support headsets, right? Wide receiver, tight end, running back, offensive line coach. Then you have your defensive support headsets. And normally an offensive coach has really strong support offense and weaker defense. And vice versa for your defensive coordinator. Not Ole Miss. Their strength of their coaching on the back end is their defense by far. Um and, and when you look at uh, when you look at Ole Miss uh versus Mississippi State, um there there's a pretty good gap right there on the on the backside. Uh, of of the defensive support. Um and overall let's see here, defensive support in the SEC, we would have Ole Miss ranked third. They're third in defensive support headsets. Really strong back end hiring. That's one of the reasons why their grades is so high uh in the SEC uh is is that whole one through eleven. Not just some of the <clears throat> some of these guys rely on a lot of upfront talent. You know Big head coach grade, big OC, big DC, big special teams. Uh, Ole Miss is really balanced, and it actually leans on the back end toward better defensive coaching. That's
2: impressive. Uh, Okay,
0: right, and and it makes sense because last year's team was carried by the defense. Everybody gets caught up in the offense. That was number twenty nine defense in the country last year. Scoring efficiency, you know. So um, I think that has a lot to do with it. And I think the big thing with this is trying to – so many people get caught up with just the head coach or just the play callers, and we're trying to take it to the next level uh, in looking at all 11 headsets and even in some cases who are the senior analysts because there's really good senior analysts that, that guys get away with. You know, good example, Georgia last year. Nobody realizes it. One of their senior analysts was Robbie Gisher, special teams coach, top ten special teams coach in the country paying him 140000 a year to be an analyst. Totally got away with something there. Huge. Now Robbie's full-time at Tulane, and I love the guy. But Georgia, for one year, and I think, you know, you know how you make a national championship run it's little pieces come together all at once? I think that was a huge piece nobody saw.
2: I love this. This is fascinating. Dave Bartu, college football matrix on the Out of Bounds show. So, and... and- and, Dave, you seem to believe that there's someone in-house, and kudos to Lane for identifying mm-hmm. this person. Okay. I mean, major credit. It's all about hiring people around you who a lot of times will go on and hire other people to make you stronger in business or your program. But but you seem to believe there's someone in-house, whether it's Austin Thomas, who's his chief of staff, or someone that's doing a good job identifying and evaluating coaches at at different positions units right
0: yeah pretty pretty consistently
2: back to FAU
0: you know um, I, I think FAU is where Lane in my opinion really turned a corner because you know USC yeah Tennessee yeah you know it just it just wasn't clicking uh and then FAU clicked really good both recruiting and coaching um and then with Ole Miss there there was Until these numbers popped up, look, it took us seven years to put this together, dude. (laughs) It's not like this was an overnight, you know, homework project. We've been working on this for seven years. Uh, We just got it done three months ago for Silly Season. Um, And with Lane, personally, I always thought, well, he's a really good play caller, and and that's how he overcomes um, deficiencies in, you know, in different areas. He's just that good. And the new picture I have is the hiring on the back end is really solid. And so even though he's lost a lot of guys, he's replaced them with pretty good guys too. Even with crumb with one year of, uh, one year of experience, the numbers are already very positive for crumb. Even though we'd like to see three years, he's moving in the right direction. Uh, so yeah, it, it is, it is a big piece of his puzzle and whoever's doing it at Ole Miss is doing it really good.
2: Day bar two, uh, they're now grading all eleven headsets. The head coach and the ten assistant coaches, as far as on the field recruiting, Ole Miss comes in fifth. Where did you tell me that was nationally? Bar two it was pretty high. Mm. Oh yeah, it's
0: it's uh, the the, SEC, SEC, the beauty of SEC money uh, and Big Ten money is not only can they get all the good players, they get all the good coaches too. Um, the, the SEC, this is, this is what's funny. Ninth, ninth in the, ninth in the SEC is 32nd in the country. That's LSU. Ninth in the SEC. It's kind of like recruiting, right? (laughs) It's not, it's actually, it's not bad as recruiting. They have, they have half the top 20 recruiters. Um, but, but ninth in the SEC is 32nd, uh, in the country for Ole Miss. Fifth in, fifth in the SEC is 16th in the country. Oh, that's
2: strong. That is strong. Uh,
0: It's very strong, right? It it, it took three – when we hit the enter button to tabulate everything for this year, and and now each week we have to go in and change coaches to update it. But when we hit the button to tabulate it, it took hours and hours and hours to just run all – I mean, you're talking millions of data points to put all this together. And then it spits it out, and it's like, well, that's – that's why Ole Miss is, is doing so, so well. Lane's good. you got an NFL quarterback. But I don't think the drop-off this year is going to be as big as I would have expected, now knowing what's underneath all those headsets.
2: Okay. All right, so Ole Miss is fifth in the conference, which is good, 16th overall. Mm-hmm. And Lane and someone in-house are doing a great job. Um as far as identifying, you know, what they need. Because we're going to continue to see coaches move around like crazy, as you know, Bartu, just because oh, of the yeah. money. Um, do you want to share what you shared with me on Tuesday, or would you rather pass on that? Which one's that? <laughs> I'm kind of scared the, where the you're special, going. The special teams story that you told me?
0: No. No, we'll pass on that one.
2: Okay. We'll All right, on let's go, go to Mississippi like I said, State. I don't have uh, that 100% for sure. Okay, let's yeah. let's go to Mississippi State. Where do they rank in in the conference and overall, Bartu? Right behind LSU. LSU's
0: nine. Mississippi State's ten. But here's where we see the big drop off. Remember how I said LSU's thirty second in the country? Yeah. I got Mississippi State at sixty one. Wow. So um, the the two week links, uh, the offensive support. This is this one actually surprised me a little bit. Um the offensive support staff is ranked a little bit lower than the defensive support staff but who's who's there's there's one headset i think this is this is the year this is the critical year that that things need to get turned around for this Go
1: guy
0: ahead. yep yep uh we got him he's got a forty one point two seven ranking as a defensive coordinator that is 13th in the sec. So, uh, it's only two years and we don't, we don't give any coordinator full power. We, we, we downgrade them their for their first couple of years till we got three years, you know? So like crumb had a really good year last year, but he's still only a 53 in our index because we don't have a really good profile on him. So to me, our net, this, and this is probably more appropriate your neck of the woods than my neck of the woods, uh, it's come to Jesus' year. <laughs> this is right. it. Right? I mean, it. the boat needs to turn. This is year three. It has to turn this year. Of all the things, wins, losses, this, that, and the other, okay, of all the things to push Mississippi State forward, I believe the one guy that needs to really step up and have the big year is Arnett. The defensive support staff is actually solid. It is number One, two, three, four, fifth in the SEC, defensive support staff. So it's not the support staff, okay? So this is – if I'm looking at at all this and I'm like, okay, what guy needs to step up, it is Coach Arnett. Unequivocally in my mind, that is where it's at. So, you know, you want to talk about something going into 2022 for Mississippi State – uh, what's the defense going to look like? We're pretty sure what the offense and the quarterback's going to look like, right? We've got good special teams. I like Matt Brock; he is very solid.
2: And they moved um, him. And here's what's crazy: they moved off of him. They they moved Brock to a, to a defensive assistant coach. Yeah,
0: but and, who's, who's, who's running special teams?
2: Uh, I think they took the running backs coach. A guy, a guy named Mealy, I think, and he is now the special teams coordinator.
0: I need, to, I want that confirmed because that's going to change the grade. Because I got, Brock, okay. I got Brock in here. I got Brock. Brock is a four-star, four-star special teams coach. Really solid. Let's see here: one, two, three, four. Uh, seventh in the SEC, and the SEC okay. has really strong special teams. Really strong, except for. <laughs> <laughs> except for who, who's that team right there with a the, except for Auburn <laughs> Auburn special teams <laughs> has, a, has a bad grade um but it's really solid uh if Brock's not there yeah I want to I want to I wanna know who's who's calling the plays uh for special teams and controlling all that because um I would I would have been shocked I'm shocked right now hearing that uh because I thought that was a really good situation
2: yeah, this is going to be interesting because Leach's tree is so good, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're still going to nail it. You know, twenty something years in as a head coach, and he's got a, an in-house guy that's doing a lot of this too. And so I'm picking up from you that you're you're surprised that they when they di- when he shuffled his staff that that he moved Matt Brock out of special now. People get bogged down in that they couldn't kick field goals well this year, but you're looking hmm. at everything. And, yeah, so here it is. Uh, Matt Brock is now linebacker's coach, and Eric Mealy was running back's coach, and he's now special teams coordinator.
0: Okay, well, let's pencil in 10th in the uh, SEC right now. Okay. Honestly, we're going to pencil it in. Uh, it'll take me 48 hours to rerun the whole SEC with that new information. Um okay. And, yeah, like you said on special teams, the numbers we use, uh, there's actually eight special teams metrics we use to measure guys. Um, okay. And, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a whole lot more than kick and field goal.
2: I can right. tell you that. No no you know, question. Uh, so that's interesting.
0: That that what got if, what if
2: Leach, this deep into his career and, and the guy that's in-house that's doing this, Man, what if all of a sudden they're they're not making the same moves they were in you know oh 06, six seven at Texas Tech and whatever.
0: 14, well, 14, maybe Ma- maybe State. Mike is just so good at being a quarterback coach and scoring points that everything else just isn't that important, mm-hmm. right? You know, another guy that because um, I think Mike Leach is brilliant. Sure. All right, as, as, a, sure. as a play caller. Everybody talks to Air Raid. Dude, there's only one guy who's ever run the Air Raid worth a damn, and it's Mike. Everybody tries, and they fail. He's just really good at it. There was another, it reminds me of another guy that was a really good head coach, but a lazy recruiter. I mean, his average guy was like 196 miles from campus, didn't lift a finger, nobody recruited hard, and they, they rolled out there, and he just won football games. It didn't matter, right? And, and it didn't matter where he was. He didn't recruit. Uh, as hard as other guys before him. The, the, the number of miles the average guy was away from campus was always a huge dip when he was there. But he was just so brilliant that I think it, it allowed him to do that. Uh And that was Steve Spurrier. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying Mike Steve, but I think there's a lot of similarities in that they're both brilliant offensive minds and they can win games with It's like, just give me 11 guys <laughs> on offense. I'll figure yeah. it out. Right. And and so uh, you become so dependent and sure of yourself to be able to do something extremely well. That's just what you focus on. And, you know, now you you give him excellent defensive support staff. What happens? Look at Derek Mason at Vanderbilt. Dude, 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 roll roll out a a semi elite defense with with (laughs) with bottom of the barrel recruiting every year couldn't hire an offense to save his life, but he knew the defense really good. And so that's just what he relied on. So how much better would Mississippi State be with, um, let's say, higher performing staff for their careers? Because Mississippi State's got the money, right? Every SEC team has plenty of money to buy a high-end staff. You know, I mean, if Mike said, fine, Dave, do it. Give me a better staff for the same money. I could do it in a week. At least on paper, right? Graded coaching on paper. That's not recruiting or anything else. Um, so I, I think there's there's opportunities there for Mississippi State to improve, but I think the guy that really needs to improve this year, Coach Arnett.
2: Zach Arnett, we'll leave it there. Man, that, that 12 minutes, 13 minutes is going to get hammered on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks, Dave Bartu. See you, dude. See you, buddy. Man, that was great. Dave coming in. Grading uh, all eleven headsets, the head coach and the ten assistants. There you go. That'll be on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We would love for you to subscribe. Search "Out of Bounds" with Bo Bounds. Show is brought to you by the delicious cheeseburger at Live Oaks Golf Club in Roosevelt's.
3: You've heard about the bed that broke the internet. You've heard about the raw egg test. You've probably heard about a mattress that sleeps cool with award-winning comfort. But you haven't heard this. Purple mattresses are now at Miskelly Sleep Store. Layers of support where you need it. Softness where you want it. 60 months, no money down financing. Experience Purple every night. Only $24 a month. Now at Miskelly Sleep Store. Find a better night's sleep on a Purple Mattress. Get
0: ready for Trustmark College Baseball, April 5th, as Ole Miss challenges the University of Southern Mississippi. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or the Trustmark Park box office. Enjoy fun for the whole family. Get your tickets now for both games of the Trustmark College Baseball Series. Trustmark College Baseball, featuring Ole Miss versus the University of Southern Mississippi.